KPFA Community Advisory Board gathers information from organizations and community members about the programming and policies of KPFA. You're invited to join us to come share your ideas and information at our next Community Advisory Board meeting on Sunday, January 17th from 11 to 1 at the Grassroots House in Berkeley, located at 2022 Blake Street, and it is wheelchair accessible. At the Community Advisory Board meeting, we request feedback about the recent KPFA local station board election, or you can email us at cab.kpfa at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you there. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz and online at kpfa.org. The time is a minute past 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy, it's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday, happy endings are the rule, so divide up. In darkness From the ones Who walk In light Light them up Boys There's your picture Drop the shadows Out of sight And this is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw Happy New Year. Today is January the 5th, 2016. A new calendar year. All, all the days, all the deaths, the ways and wonders of last year, all these are listed and lamented on all the radio and TV programs. <laughs> those uh, who passed on and those who passed by, I'm not a list maker. Time, time is a mystery to me. I mean, the counting Measuring, I mean, eternity is something else. The finite is easy to see. Ah, you know, generations. Ah, past, present, future, beginning, middle, end. <laughs> the end is in the beginning. And yet you go on. Ah, some of us look to the ancestors. Ah, all my dead dears. Remembrance. Hmm, memories do not age. Oh dear. Perhaps they do. At least they die. Time. 
and the bell have buried the day. Line from T.S. Eliot. Ah. <laughs> yes. Yes, poor poets borrow, great poets steal. I should learn to steal. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, Samuel Beckett, he groaned. When, when will you stop tormenting me with your time? Beckett seemed to feel time was out to get him. I can relate to that, but time is more than age. If there's anything we know to be ageless, it's time. It passes, they tell me. You know, it's no use counting. Even change becomes timeless. If you just wait a few moments, wait, 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 hold on. Yes. There it goes, gone. Getting on, yes, getting on. <laughs> Before I turn off the light, thousands will die and even more thousands will be born. Yes, it's a long evening I'm looking forward to. Lights out, surely change changes absolutely nothing, nothing at all. Except, of course, the names and the dates, and yes, sometimes even the faces. New ghosts join the old. Poets and prophets tell us all about these masses of souls who walk through, through the sands. The sands of time, right. They reach a shoreline. I see them all rushing down the beach. Then they go further. Finally, they all cross the river Styx. Meet their lost loves on the other side. <laughs> or worse. The ferryman rows the millions into infinity, into the land... Where time dies. Ah, yes. On that side, the world has ended. Uh-huh. But never, never, never. For the living, we wrestle with time, with existence. We cannot stop. Oh, existence can become a burden for some human beings, those who suffer, those who want to end the pain of living. <laughs> I hear on the news this morning that suicide is now, well, not painless, but suicide is now legal. Uh, of course, you have to do it yourself. Seems fair. Uh, last night, I thought I would write lots and lots of Weighty things about, uh, oh, all the Shakespearean kings and queens and all the things they thought and felt about life and death. Uh, my favorite was old Queen Margaret in one of the Shakespeare plays. She said that, uh, 
Uh, she longed to die so that she could look on death no more. When I was 20, now that shocked me. I mean, what a reason to die so you wouldn't have to look at death. Uh, I mean, how old souls could wish to escape just witnessing suffering. Well, I guess Shakespeare has been my teacher. Yes, then and now. Uh, I learned it all when I was a college girl, yes. <laughs> I did want to talk about so many things. Uh, this first day of the new year, uh, I have all these notes. I'll have to save them. Uh, there's a movie called Anonymous, if you get a chance, if you get a chance. Vanessa Redgrave plays the older Queen Elizabeth in Anonymous, and it's a wonderful script all about how Shakespeare was not the dude from uh, Stratford. He was a gentleman, the Earl of Oxford. Uh, I buy it, folks. I, I think I believe it, but... Uh, you want to get an argument, just mention to anybody who believes that uh, it's democratic to think that Shakespeare was the almost illiterate dude from Stratford. <laughs> Never mind, Anonymous is my movie of the year, of last year anyway, uh, along with a new, well, it's not new, um, it's been around, oh, Gee, more than a year. It's a series called The White Queen on cable TV. And it tells all about how Richard III was not the villain that Shakespeare or the Earl of Oxford wrote about. He was, uh, you know, just a guy trying to cope. And he was, of course, killed uh, in a battle with... Um, Yes, the Tudor, let's see, that would be Henry VII, I guess, yes. Uh, and since Queen Elizabeth was a descendant of the Tudor dynasty, uh, Richard had to be a villain. He was the, uh, the dynasty overthrown so that the Tudor rose could be England's flower, yes, the Elizabethans, anyway, uh, I guess, uh, I guess history's secrets, history's secrets are my favorite pastime, I just keep digging, a couple of years ago, I was enthralled with, uh, Thomas Jefferson and his, uh, his, I was going to say common law wife, but that wouldn't be correct. The law was definitely against them. But Sally Hemings and Thomas Jefferson, the mother and the father of this nation, people still get confused about all that. But that was my favorite uh, revelation. Uh, anyway, Richard III... Uh, has been dug up. He was in a parking lot somewhere. His remains, that is. That's got people all excited about uh, this historical figure. Uh, I don't know why it matters that we sort out the past, that we dig up the bones. Yes, the rag and bone shop 
of the heart. Anyway, the Elizabethans are so close to my heart. I, I honestly imagine. Well, not honestly. I'm sure it's wish, wishful thinking, uh, projection. I always imagine that I was there. Oh, not one of the kings or queens. I think probably one of the. Oh gosh, one of the. Uh, Ladies in waiting, yes, standing around watching and taking notes. But I feel so at home with the Elizabethans, almost as much at home as I do with those 19th century Victorians. I'm going to get to them, I think, in February. Oh, how I love the Brontes. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that uh, today... I should indulge myself. I want to uh, jump into my own favorite work. Uh, I'm going to jump to Samuel Beckett. God bless him. I always think of him as my uh, my mother, my literary mother, like Gertrude Stein is my literary father. Uh, I feel at home. I'm going to look at a little play called Happy Days. Happy Days are here again. A new day, a new year. Happy Days. <laughs> January is supposed to be full of new thoughts, things changing, uh, all kinds of new stuff. I think stuff is the plural of things. Playboy magazine is going out of business. Yes, and as I have just mentioned, the laws about elder suicide have changed. Yes, I just love the idea that we will be allowed to take the hemlock the way they do up in Oregon, you know. I do think that it's wisest that we must administer it ourselves. You know, uh, I just thought about it, though, late last night. We have had so much help. Uh, well, I had help being born. My children had help being born now. Might it be nice to have assistance at the end? Ah, I looked at my notes on one of my favorite old movies, Soylent Green, the one with the suicide parlor. You remember? Gave me such a wonderful idea. What a great job for uh, all folks like me running a suicide parlor. What a concept. You remember? <laughs> you remember uh, the old dude uh, is dying and he shows, they show pictures of the world as it once was. Uh, Charlton Heston comes to try to uh, haul his friend out of the suicide parlor and he sees the pictures of uh, nature of the earth first time I saw that film it really got to me I guess I was very very young I thought there might come a day when uh, the natural world was unknown to most people certainly not to the baby boomers they're still looking at the real things never mind uh, optimism, optimism for the new year. Happy Days, a play by Samuel Beckett. I can always count on Sam Beckett to cheer me up. I want to read you just a little section. Uh, 
This is a one-act play, one voice, one woman. There's only one other character. Uh, he appears several times, but he only has one line uh, at the very, very end. The woman's name is Winnie. His name, I assume, the husband or significant other or elder, yes, the uh, husband she talks to, uh, his name is Willie. And I think, let's see, I was looking for his one line. Uh, it's only one word. At some point he says, just audible. When he's speaking to his good wife, Winnie, and she answers, Win, oh, this is a happy day. This will have been another happy day. After all, so far. <laughs> I may be able to read you uh, that ending after the after the voice of the dear departed husband or departing he creeps around the stage I've seen the play done um, on stage several times and the presence of the husband is always left to the imagination of the director and the actors about two thirds of the way through this one act uh, we see Winnie she uh she sits quietly. Sooner or later, uh, we see that she's buried into uh, a hill, kind of. I think it's a, it was usually a hill of sand in most productions. Um, bit by bit, uh, the hill gets higher and higher until it's up to her chin. There's nothing else around except a very large bag. Uh, her uh, baggage, luggage, so to speak. She can't quite reach it uh, at some point. I think in the beginning, once or twice, she reaches for it. Uh, then she says to herself, ah. <laughs> she says to herself, ah, I mustn't overdo the bag. <laughs> She's getting a glimpse of existential reality is very real for those of us who love Samuel Beckett's world. Long pauses and then we hear the voice of Winnie. Hail, holy light. Someone is looking at me still, caring for me still. That is what I find so wonderful. Eyes on my eyes. What is that unforgettable line? Ah, oh, Willie? Willie? May one still speak of time? 
<laughs> Say, it is a long time now, Willie, since I saw you. Since I heard you. <laughs> Nay, one. One does the old style. Oh, there is so little one can speak of. One speaks of it all. All one can. I used to think, I say, I used to think that I could, would learn to talk alone. By that I mean to myself, the wilderness. Ah, but no, no, no. Ergo, you are there. Oh, no doubt you are dead, like the others. No doubt you have died, or gone away and left me like the others. It doesn't matter. You are there. The bag, too, is there, the same as ever. I can see it. The bag is there, Willie, as good as ever. The one you gave me that day to go to market that day. What day? I used to pray. I say I used to pray. Yes, I must confess I did. Not now. No, no. Then now. What difficulties here for the mind to have been always what I am and so changed from what I was. I am the one, I say. The one, then the other. Now, the one, then the other. There is so little one can say, one says it all. All one can, and no truth in it anywhere. My arms, my breasts, what arms, what breasts? Willie? What Willie? My Willie. Willie. Willie, ah, well, not to know. Not to know for sure. That's a great mercy. It's all I ask. Ah, yes, then, now. Her beechen green, this Charlie kisses, this all that deep trouble for the mind. But it does not trouble mine. <laughs> not now. No, no. Eyes float up that seem to close in peace. To see 
in peace. Not mine. Not now, no, no. Willie, do you think the earth has lost its atmosphere, Willie, do you, Willie? <laughs> you have no opinion? Well, that is like you. You've never had any opinion about anything. It's understandable, most. The earth ball. I sometimes wonder. Perhaps not quite all. There always remains something of everything. Some remains. If the mind were to go, it won't, of course. Not quite. Not mine. Not now, no. No. Might be the eternal cold, everlasting, perishing cold. Just chance, I take it, happy chance. Oh, yes. Great mercies, great mercies, and now. The face, the nose, I can see it. The tip, the nostrils. Breath of life, that curve you so admired. A hint of lip. If I pout them out, the tongue, of course, you so admired. If I stick it, stick it out, the tip. Suspicion of Brow, eyebrow, imagination, possibly, cheek, no, no. Even if I puff them out, no, no, damask. That is all. The bag, of course, a little blurred, perhaps, but the bag. Uh, the earth, of course, and sky. The sunshade you gave me that day, that day. The lake, the reeds. What day, what reeds? Brownie, of course. You remember Brownie, Willie. I can see him. Brownie is there, Willie, beside me. Brownie is there, Willie. That is all. What, what would I do without them? What would I do without them when words fail? Gaze before me with compressed lips I cannot. Oh, yes, great mercies, great mercies. Sometimes I hear sounds. But not often. They are a boon, sounds are a boon, they help me through the day, the old style. Yes, those 
are happy days when there are sounds. I will save the rest of that story at the end of this little play. She sings the Merry Widow Waltz. She hums the beginning of the song. A music box. Though I say not what I may not let you hear. Yet the swaying dance is saying, love me dear. Every touch of fingers tells me what I know. Says for you, it's true, it's true. You love me so. This has been Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. I'll be back on the air next week at the same time. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Marxist economist Richard Wolff provides immediate clarity and depth with a tasty rye edge. KPFA is delighted to present Richard with his new reliably discerning talk on February 10th, Wednesday evening, 730 at Berkeley's First Congregational Church, 2345 Channing Way. This KPFA benefit is wheelchair accessible. Richard will be hosted by Sabrina Jacobs, whose unique show, A Rude Awakening, airs Monday afternoons on KPFA. Advanced tickets available at brownpapertickets.com and at supporting independent bookstores. For this rye evening with a great economist, cutting through the bullfruit, offering a positive outlook, February 10th. <laughs>